The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Man, it's Thursday, October 17th, rolling right along. Week 7 kicks off tonight. My, I'm Will Brinson, by the way, the host of this daily CBS Sports NFL podcast, eight shows a week. Um, if you want some Jalen Ramsey trade analysis, we got a breakout emergency pod. Myself, Ryan Wilson, and Sean Wagner did that. Um, there's, uh, you can also uh, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Ask any question you like. About If you ask it about this season or about something that's happening in football right now or about a fantasy-related issue, we'll shoehorn it into this this particular podcast for fantasy or one of the other podcasts. Um, make sure you join the Facebook group. Face, go to Facebook.com slash, uh, Facebook.com and search for Pick 6 Podcast. we got a group where you can uh, ask any fantasy questions. I'll be diving in there on Thursday for now today. Sorry. Uh, for now, let's welcome on Heath Cummings and Brian McFadden. What's up, fellas? What's happening, Will? Heath, what's up? What is going on? Uh, Heath is rocking a fantasy football today shirt and a glorious mustache, the Minshew stash. It's uh, one of my greatest accomplishments, really, to uh, <laughs> just keep setting up these bets until I lost one and had to wear the Minshew. It's going to be more fun in week 16 and 17 or week 17 when Adam Azer has to wear it, wear it because it won't look near as good. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm very happy with this decision that I've made, and I don't think my wife's going to leave me, so I think we're good. Wasn't it, wasn't it Mallrats where the guy's like, he like, he's like, what movie was it where he's like, he makes a bet about Star Wars, and, um, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's wrong, guess we gotta go on a date. What movie was it? There's some movie like that. I feel like that's what Heath did. It's like, he's like, alright, Dave, I'll bet you that, uh, Saquon Barkley doesn't score as many points as, uh, uh, Wayne Gall or like somebody so like Jeremy Tilleman this week and like for the express purpose of losing and having to shave. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Uh, BMAC, you look like you look a little less, um, I guess the word would be, uh, flustered than you did at the beginning of last week. Did you, uh, any fantasy horror stories from this week? I was a bit nervous. Uh, last week we did, we had an awesome show as we do every week and, uh, Heath gave me some advice as far as tight end play. And TJ Hawkinson had me biting all of my nails. Mm. I start before that ball game Monday night. I was down one point, right? Ooh. Remember, if you guys remember that game, they gave it was a quick pass on the goal line to TJ. He fell yeah. short of the goal it like, line. It was basically like a wide receiver bubble screen goal line. Yes, but yeah. to the tight end. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then 
in the second quarter, fade ball. Clearly, he caught the ball but dropped the ball when he came down. And I almost lost it because he wasn't really a big part of the offense. And you missed two red zone opportunities for a tight end who was out the last few weeks because of a concussion. I was like, he might have sabotaged my team. But <laughs> You won. But, I yes, he came through in the clutch for me because, like I said, I only needed one point. And then the second half, uh, Matthew Stafford started to target him. And, I mean, I think he had like four receptions for like 20 or 30 yards, but that's all I needed. I ended up winning by one point, so thank you, Heath, for that advice. There's only a certain number of fantasy points available for the entire season. And TJ was just trying to save some of those points for next week. You don't need to score any. You need need four points to win? Score four points. We'll score the rest next week. <laughs> well, I, well, he might not be in the lineup if Evan Ingram is healthy because that's my number one title. Oh, yeah. Well, it sounds like Evan Ingram and uh, Saquon Barkley, who were both at full practice, should be back this week. So that's exciting news for fantasy owners. I would anticipate if you have Evan Ingram, you are playing him. I'm not suggesting you should drop TJ Hawkinson. But, all right, let, well, let's, let, I got a couple of philosophical questions, Heath. Um, philosophical fantasy questions. I, I've got a mustache, so I can I can answer any philosophical well, questions you have. Philosophy yeah. of life, a- exactly. Love. What, what do you got? Uh, so, like, if you have two tight ends right now, let's say you have Evan Ingram and you grabbed Hunter Henry off the waiver wire, are you stashing two guys? So you stash, get it? Are you stashing them both? Or are you uh, are you trying to pedal one? To improve your team. Sell, sell, sell. There are at least two teams in every league, and if you have two of them, probably three or four teams in every league absolutely desperate at tight end right now. Like, they saw the four points that BMAC got from TJ Hawkinson, and they were green with envy because they can't find that type of production from their tight ends on the waiver wire. I have to write about streaming tight ends each week. I'm writing about guys named Darren Fells. And Yikes. Luke Wilson with two L's. Yeah. Like, there's not- nothing available. Turn one of these guys. I, I got a, a text message from a friend this afternoon. He said, uh, somebody's offered me Christian McCaffrey for Nick Chubb and Mark Andrews. You do it. I said, who's your other tight end? I, Travis Kelsey. Do, go do now. Do it. Yes. Sell one of those guys quickly. But I think that, like, that's a great example though. I mean, that, that trade isn't outrageous. Like this guy desperately needs a tight end. He has Christian McCaffrey. You know, you're selling, you're not selling high on Christian McCaffrey, but you can go, like, you, if you're, if you own Mark Andrews and Nick Chubb and also Travis Kelsey, which is perfectly reasonable sort of lineup to have, go trade, uh, hell, go trade Kelsey and Chubb for Christian McCaffrey if you want, but I mean, I would, I would start with Andrews. So. Oh. Oh. Too much? Yeah, that's, that's uh, Travis Kelsey. I, I know he hasn't put up the numbers that we thought he would, but it's just a matter of time with the quarterback and Chubb. Whew, I got Chubb Rock in two of my fantasy leagues, and man, <laughs> I, I was actually thinking about maybe trying to sell Chubb because eventually, well, they're on a buy this week, and eventually Kareem Hunt will return. But I, I, I actually think, and based on what we saw from Kareem Hunt a year ago. Before getting suspended, I think Chubb is a better running back. Chubb is a better running back. Yeah, Chubb, yeah, better. Yep. Kareem Hunt had uh, sports hernia surgery. I just don't think he's going to be like they're not going to like. I, I just don't think they're going to try to shoehorn him in there. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I would be surprised if they force fed him in there uh, at, at this particular time. Right, Heath? Like with Hunt? I mean, are you are you? I 
I'm a little bit concerned about Kareem Hunt when comparing Chubb to the top four or five running backs. But that's okay. that's it. Like he's a he's a top ten running back easy. And I I kind of agree with what BMAC said when he said, ooh, when you were talking about trading Chubb and Kelsey. Because the, the thing I right. love about the Andrews Chubb trade is in terms like I don't care if I'm making somebody else's team better. In terms of my team, all that's happening is in my starting lineup, I'm going from Nick Chubb to Christian McCaffrey, and I'm losing nothing. Mm, I love that. And, and also, too, we have to re- really consider what is your record. For the individual that's trying to get Christian McCaffrey, are you winning in your league? Or are you in the middle half of your league? Or are you in the bottom half? Like, where are you in the standings? And I think that should determine how aggressive you are in trying to make this move happen. Mm. No, I agree with you. That's that's a good segue, B-Mac, into, like, what are you doing – Keith, if you're like, what is your approach right now? If you are in the six zero five one four two range, I mean, are you just sort of, I mean, like, are you trying to be active as a trader? Are you trying to do two for ones? Are you trying to sell high on the guys who've gotten you to where you are? I mean, we're like, obviously it's it's team dependent, but I'm curious how you approach that. Is like, if you're in a good spot for the players, are you stashing guys? What's what's your philosophical approach there? I'm making trade offers for Christian McCaffrey and Chris Godwin and Juju Smith Schuster to unsuspecting two and four teams that have players on buys this week and feel like they can't lose. And I'm offering them ninety cents on the dollar for their very good players and telling them if you lose this week, you're two and five. Those guys aren't going to do you any good. Oh, you know what? Uh, I see. I spy a Chris Towers who's two and four with Christian McCaffrey, and has an OJ Howard at tight end. And I have Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Guess who's getting ready to get an offer? Um, now, now make this like a legit offer. Let's let's okay. not let's not start off with an Azer offer to where Chris looks at the trade once and never even counter offers you, and you don't I'm get the deal him, done. I don't want to do exactly what you said. I'm going to offer him Marlon Mack and Mark Andrews for Christian McCaffrey. That's not exactly what I said though. Because Marlon Mack's not Nick Chubb. <laughs> the the only the only running back that I could offer him of the Nick Chubb level is Marlon Mack. But, yeah, then it, you might need to give a little bit more. Okay. Um, but you can right. start there if you want to. It's just Chris is going to look at it and probably not even respond. He probably won't even accept or reject it. He'll probably just leave it sitting there until you get annoyed and, re- and pull it back. Mm, it's possible. The two QBs <laughs> are two QB leagues, so it's a little tougher to... Uh, navigate maybe i should offer him teddy bridgewater too wait so you're telling me that marlon mack and mark andrews for christian mccaffrey does not work you you don't think the that offering i'm telling you i think there is a gap between nick chubb and marlon mack okay okay that's fair that's fair all right i don't want to insult chris you won't insult him he just won't hardly even notice that the trade ever existed (laughs) I will say that with our CBS leagues, it's a little, it bothers me. Like, I don't get as many you've been offered a trade alerts as I used to. I'm going to send you a trade offer during the show today. Okay. Are we in how many leagues together? Uh, at least like four or five. So it should happen. What, uh, what are you going to do? BMAC, what are you, what are you trying to do if your team stinks? If you got, if you, if you got a two and four team, are you like, you're not checking out at two and four? Oh, and six, maybe you check out, but like one and five, two and four, are you trying to like, are you just trying to get desperate and, and just trade, you know, throw out whoever you need to throw out to try and get a win this week? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say just throw out whoever. You, you, you do not want to act like the Miami Dolphins because, you know, <laughs> if you have a horrible year, that does not guarantee you 
guarantee you a top draft pick in the next year's fantasy league. So I think if you feel like there's a player or two that could really change the dynamics of your team as far as being successful, go for it. Because clearly the guys you have on your roster hasn't been getting the job done, regardless if it's injuries or just not being productive. You know, there's maybe one or two guys that you may need if you need a quarter, a quarterback. Your quarterbacks haven't been getting the job done. If you need a tight end, running back, wide receivers. I mean, now's the time to push the envelope because if you continue to wait, your playoff hopes will be dead. Are you, if you're two and four, Heath, are you even considering, and you have Christian McCaffrey, would you consider dealing him? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 the whole thing is a little bit skewy going after and searching out these teams that have these players and trying to, to take them for them for less than they're worth. I but, think that was sir. But the thing you are telling them is actually true. They can't keep these players and keep losing. Mm-hmm. Correct. So you, like, yeah. you, you are helping them. You're just also not. If you make me an offer, let me know what league it's in. Cause I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get this alert. I'm telling you. Um, the, uh, but so like, you know, Adam Asia and I ended up doing that trade, right? The one we made a few weeks ago on this podcast where yeah, I yeah. offered him, uh, I gave him Stefan Diggs and, uh, oh goodness gracious. Who's the running back? Um, crap. I forgot. I'll look it up in a second. Anyway, we talk about something else. But yeah. But if I'm, if I'm two and four, I'm sort of panicking. I'm trying not to freak out too much. Um, uh, but I'm. I'm going high upside with this week. Like I, I'm rolling out guys that I think can give me uh, a, a large number of points. And then two other guys I think that are worth uh, mentioning that, that I would uh, – yeah, Barkley and Will Fuller for uh, Joe Mixon and Stephon Diggs was the deal. That Yeah, that, we pulled it off. And uh, hilariously enough, the first week after the trade, I beat Prisco because Will Fuller went nuts, right? Yeah. And then last week, Azer and I played each other. And I still beat him, even though he had digs in the lineup. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. So it worked out well for me. Um, what, what are you doing about DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones right now? Um, I don't want to sell low, and I don't or sell low, and I don't really want to buy that low. Uh, there are things that have actually changed. I think we talked about this a little bit last week with the offenses for the Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons. They are for Houston. It, it makes a little bit of sense because. They're involving their tight ends more, which is new. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in the last, since, since Watson and Hopkins have been together, they've had two other healthy, talented receivers on the field with him every week, whether it's been Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, Kiki Kuchi. And Hopkins was a guy who not just dominated targets, but 33% of the team's target share last year. So it's come down to 27%, which is still one of the highest marks in the league. But that's a 20% decrease from where he was. And without another injury and maybe multiple injuries, I don't feel confident he's going to get back to that number. So I still think he's, like, I, I think he'll be a little better than he's been. Not a lot. I don't expect he's going to be a top four or five wide receiver the rest of the way. And then Julio, it's even worse. His target share is 20%. Like Austin yes. Hooper, Devontae Freeman, Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, they're all getting a bigger chunk than we expected. And maybe that changes. I hope it changes. But I, I don't feel confident enough. Like Julio's been the number seven wide receiver in fantasy so far this year. I don't feel confident in saying I would give the value of the number seven wide receiver because I think he's going to be better than that the rest of the way. Wow, really? Even like, with as bad as the Falcons' defense is and as much as Matt Ryan's throwing? It, they've 
they've not they're not going to throw more than they have been. Probably not. BMAC, by the way, uh, Matt Ryan became the first quarterback in, in it since the merger to complete 75% of his passes, throw for 350 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and still lose. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, like, does that um, – does the idea of Matt Ryan's defense being that bad make you enthusiastic about him in fantasy, or do you use the foul? Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm sorry I couldn't even let you finish the question because I have Matt Ryan. Matt <laughs> Ryan has really – I mean, because their defense is so bad, he's always playing catch-up. He's playing catch-up. I mean, last week he dropped in one league, he gave me 30. Week against Houston, he gave me 31. Uh, Tennessee, he gave me 14 with no passing touchdowns. And then 22, 18, and 18, those are real good numbers. So he's averaging over 20 points for me in this non-PPR league. So I'm loving everything that Matt Ryan has been doing. And because his defense has been so bad, he's he's been aggressive as a as a quarterback, which is good when you look at fantasy. Yeah, uh, is he is he your top quarterback going forward, Heath, or do you have or you still Mahomes, Watson, et cetera? Yeah, I would still have Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Watson ahead of him, but he's a top five guy, and I was just flat out wrong about the Falcons this year, which is weird because I've been pretty right about them the past three or four years it seemed like, but. I thought the defense was going to be a lot better. It took two injuries, and they were awful again. Yeah. Uh, well, they, or maybe they're just bad. Maybe Dan Quinn's not a good football coach. Could be. Uh-uh. <laughs> Would you start stashing Cam Newton? Is now the time to stash Cam Newton, BMAC? Are you, are you in a league, if you have a quarterback issue, are you thinking about grabbing Cam? No. No. Nah. Uh, me personally, you don't know exactly when he will return or be clear to participate. And even when he gets that – when he gets that opportunity, you don't know exactly what he will look like. And I think at the quarterback position, it depends on where you are in the standings, but you probably will have guys like Gardner Minshew available, uh, guys like Jacoby Brissett available, Philip Rivers, yeah, Josh Allen, Philip Rivers could be available. And based on matchups, Teddy Bridgewater could be available. Based, based on matchups, those guys you, you should be okay starting some of those guys, depending on who they're playing against. So me personally, rolling the dice on Cam Newton, just stashing him doesn't make any sense because we don't know the significance of that injury. And when he is cleared to play, like I said, you don't know exactly what Cam, which Cam you will see. Uh, what about BMAC? You and Aaron Rodgers in one league. Yep. Do you want to drop Aaron Rodgers? Because I want to drop Aaron Rodgers. You know what? I do, but I don't because – we're not seeing the Aaron Rodgers that we've seen over the last four or five, six years. But he's still coming through in the clutch for me with is, him being is, on my team. Is he? Yeah. 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 Because in, in that league, I mean, I got a nice little roster, but outside of Aaron Rodgers, my only option is Matthew Stafford. He's less and points than Kirk Cousins. I'm not going Kirk Cousins. I, I, even, less- even though. Even though Matt, uh, Rogers have been, you know, kind of struggling when you look at his standard, I still believe he's a must start. Mm. Keith, where do you fall on Aaron Rodgers? Because it, it's really annoying. Like you can't drop him because he's Aaron flipping Rodgers. But if his name was like, if he was Matthew Stafford, I would have dropped him three weeks ago. It's been frustrating. Um, he's not been the same quarterback for like three years now. That's my Aaron Rodgers hot take in terms of efficiency. He's not now. The volume's gone down. Well, did you read Ben Baldwin's piece on um yeah 
The athletic, yeah. I, basically, yeah. And, and there was a piece on 538 just like a month ago or two months ago saying the same type of thing. So it's statistically, he's not been the same guy. The volume's not there as much. But I do think once Devontae Adams is back, Rodgers is going to be a fine starting quarterback. He's not going to be a top five guy again. It, the, the league has moved on. He doesn't run enough and he doesn't throw enough. And if you don't do either of those things, you're just going to kind of be a guy and he's just a guy. But I don't, like, I, if you're in a league where Daniel Jones and Josh Allen and Cam Newton are all three available, that tells me that quarterback's not that important to your, to your league, then I could absolutely see dropping him for one of those guys and streaming. Okay. I have a league where the top, oh yeah, go, oh yeah, go ahead, B-Bank. I got a question for, for Heath. Um, I, I've got to ask about my league first. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm go ahead. Kidding, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, this is, both of you guys can actually help me out, and I'm pretty sure there are quite a few listeners that might be in the same predicament that I'm in. All right, Alvin Kamara. Now they just signed a new running back, right? Um, high ankle sprain. As a former player, I know how difficult that could be playing against Chicago. I feel like Alvin Kamara is a must start regardless, not knowing if he's close to being 85% or even 80%. But my other running backs that I have in this team, I have Mark Ingram, Chubb is on a bye. So I've already inserted Tevin Coleman into Chubb's spot. I have Alvin Kamara still there, but I'm thinking about as the week go on, I'm going to play this by ear and just monitor his situation. But if I have to remove Alvin Kamara out of his starting spot, I will move Mark Ingram into Kamara's spot. And now I have a flex available. My only other option to add in the flex would be Tyrell Williams or, um, or, uh, yeah, my only option would be Tyrell Williams or I can go TJ Hawkinson because Odell is on the bye. So TJ Hawkinson or Tyrell Williams. In the flex. If Alvin Kamara is playing, you're playing him. That's yes. the that's the easy part. Now, I, what I will say is I, you might want to look at the waiver wire. If you've got Evan Ingram back, then you might need to just deal TJ Hawkinson quickly to a team that doesn't ha- have a good tight end. You pull out the old roster grid and see who's mm-hmm. playing on starting Darren Fells this week and, and make him an offer. But um, the Saints signed yesterday Travars Cadet. Yep. The Saints signed today Zach Zinner. That makes me less confident about Alvin Kamara's availability this week. Extremely so less. So I would definitely be making plans to start someone besides him. But at the same time, if we get to Sunday morning and we go to Twitter and Ian Rappaport says Alvin Kamara is going to play today, I'm starting Alvin Kamara. Okay. Sure. Hey, uh, hey, go ahead. Go ahead, Will. No, I was going to say, I, I would, well, I'm going to ask about the uh, Packers backfield as well because I'm curious what he thinks – uh, Jamal Williams, one of the hot names that came out. And by the way, that Saints game with Alvin Kamara is a 425 game. Ah, um, oh. yeah. So your your inactives are not going to come out until later. So you need to make sure you got somebody you can uh, plug in. We'll, we'll probably know fairly early with Alvin Kamara, though. I don't think the Saints will hide it. I think Sean Payton will let that one get out because he's Sean Payton. Um, and he likes to leak stuff. What do you think about Jamal Williams versus Aaron Jones? Are you felt like Jamal Jamal Williams was People were interested in him after the big game, but not like falling in love with him. I, w- I wouldn't fall in love with him. I still believe Aaron Jones is more talented, but Jamal Williams may do some things that coaches like more. That's really the only explanation for it. 
Um, he's played well in his last three games. I mean, we saw what he did on Monday Night Football. The two games before that, he had 10 and 13.3 PPR fantasy points. This week against the Raiders, when they have like two healthy wide receivers, I have no problem starting both of these guys. It's going to be a frustrating situation because we won't know who's going to get the air quotes hot hand. But if either of them gets injured, the other one has immense value. I mean, we saw it with the Jones four touchdown game. So I'm, there were 33 touches for them last week. If they have 33 touches to split and it's anywhere close to 50-50, they're both going to be good starts against the Raiders. Okay. How about with the Chargers? BMAC, are you surprised to see how bad, how inefficient the Chargers look since Melvin Gordon came back? Yeah. A lot of that has to, you know, you have to put a lot of blame on the offensive line. The offensive line has been bad. I mean, that has been a bad team. And I had Phillip Rivers. I dropped him. I drop. I tried to drop him while watching the ball game, um, because I don't know if that. I don't know if the offensive line can get better, and the defensively, you know that defense. Many felt like that would be a a real nice fantasy defense. Uh, of course, uh, Ingram has been injured, and now Bosa has pretty much been a a one man band. He hasn't been getting the job done. So that's another team that I, I uh, as far as fantasy with the Chargers. I had Phillip Rivers. I currently still have their defense. And they have, what, Tennessee this week. They're mm-hmm. projected to give seven points. I also have the Vikings defense, who's playing against Detroit at Detroit. But I, I think I'm just going to remove the Chargers defense and insert the Vikings defense because I just don't trust the Chargers defense at all. I don't trust anything associated with the Chargers right now. You're not going to hear me disagree. Chargers stink. Chargers are pathetic. Chargers got my wife harassed on Twitter. <laughs> super Chargers, super fan, no more. I'm out. I'm out on the Chargers. I'm, in on the, I'm back on the Broncos, though. I think um, for tonight's game, how are you handling this? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you're obviously playing. Sammy Watkins is ruled out. Several defenders for the for the uh, Chiefs ruled out as well. Cortland Sutton must play. What, what else? Yeah, you start both running backs. It's a similar situation to Green Bay. There's a ton of touches available and a terrible defense they're going against. So you start Philip Lindsay. You start Royce Freeman. Oh. Emmanuel Sanders is a borderline flex for me. Noah Fant's a desperation tight end play. You start the Chiefs' big three. Byron Pringle is my favorite secondary Chiefs wide receiver, but he's a borderline flex just because Pringle in the two games Watkins has missed has played that Watkins role. So yeah. he does have the most targets out of those secondary guys. Any like If Robinson catches a 50-yard touchdown pass, I won't be that surprised. If Hardman catches a 50-yard touchdown pass, but I think the best bet is Pringle. Uh, would you be surprised if the Broncos win? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, they're- like they're at home and they've won two in a row and everybody's talking about them and saying, what's wrong with the Chiefs? So this sounds like the type of spot where the Chiefs come in and win by two scores. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. I know, uh, I know how you feel about it. You don't like it at all. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be nice to be. They should be four and two. They should be for the division, by the way. Seventy-eight um, percent of the bets on Kansas City, sixty-eight percent of the money on Kansas City, and the line has moved to four from four and a half to three. It is a red flag for Chiefs fans. That is a red flag. I, I will not disagree with you. They would like for more money to keep coming in on Kansas City. It seems like. Yes. Uh, who do you like in this game, B Mac? Oh, boy. This uh gambling wise, 
I think the Browns will cover. I mean, the Broncos will cover. Mm. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a very, very close matchup, divisional matchup, similar to what we saw this past Monday night. You know, when you look at divisional teams, they know each other extremely well. And in close match matchups, my, 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 my number one rule is take the underdog. Uh, in close divisional matchups. And the reason why I say that with the Chiefs is that their defense, they, they, they've been bad. They've been bad. Not having Chris Jones has really hurt the front. Oh, yeah. um, and seeing the inability to rush the passer against Houston, everybody plays well against Houston's offensive line as far as defensive lines, except the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, Kenny Clark hasn't showed up all year long. Um, not having Chris Jones, like I said, that, that's been, he's been a big absence. And if Joe Flacco gets time, you know, Joe Flacco is still a serviceable quarterback. And don't forget about the running game that the, the Bronco, Broncos have. So the Chiefs can't rush the passer. They can't stop the run. That's a recipe for de- disaster. And that's why they have to score so many points. And not knowing the injury status of Pat Mahomes with that ankle that he seems to re-injure every ball game, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Broncos cover. Mm, I like it, B-Mac. Uh, all right, Heath, got one for you. What, uh, it's from Facebook. Answer questions from the Facebook group. Randy Neeson asks, should I drop Robinson now that Hill is back one point per reception, one PPR league with two flex? So pickup options are scarce. I'm probably holding Robinson now that Sammy Watkins is out and we don't know really when Sammy Watkins, like two weeks in a row we thought he might be coming back and he hasn't. So I'd like to hold on to him. Are you holding on to Miko Hardman or Darwin Thompson? I am not holding on to Darwin Thompson at this time. That situation is so messy and as bad as Damian Williams has been, he still can't hardly get on the field. So they're not even running the ball. Like they're not even, they don't even try to run the ball. It's very bizarre. Uh, BMAC, Cedric Talib Morton asks, right now, Juju is the least productive wide receiver on my roster. Is it crazy to drop him for Jamison Crowder? In a PPR league, I also have AJ Green. Wow, dropping Juju for Crowder, uh, Jamison Crowder, it is crazy. But until I see some type of rhythm with Juju and Hodges, uh, I wouldn't have him in the lineup. I wouldn't drop him though. I think you still got to stash and stash and stash him out. You know what I mean? In worst case scenario, try to try to move him. See if someone is desperate. You know, maybe Mason Rudolph return after this bye week, which would actually help Juju's value. But dropping Juju Smith, clearly, if you drop Juju Smith, you better believe next week he will not be available. Somebody, I mean, right? He somebody's grabbing Juju if he gets dropped. Almost immediately. Yeah. Don't do would that. You, don't even consider don't. it. Like, don't even think about it. Don't trade him. Start him next week. He's gonna be better. You think so? Yes. Mason Rudolph really? will come back. He he was better with Mason Rudolph. Um, he, he, well, he, a lot better than he was last week. <laughs> Duck, Juju. Uh, Heath, Mike Holston asks, is it time to bench Joe Mixon? I believe he's a good player on a bad team that will be behind in most of their games. Uh, and um, Hunter Hunter Alston also asks, Mixon, just WTF. Just that is all. <laughs> Agreed. And yes, it's time to bench Joe Mixon. Um, I would bench him for Frank Gore. I would bench him for Jamal Williams. I would bench him for Royce, Royce Freeman. Um, yes. Okay. We didn't take into account enough that Zach Taylor hinted at the fact that he was going to use Gio, Giovanni Bernard in a split with that team. And he should. Like, T- team Gio. No, I mean, I get it. But I mean, like, it's just not like he's just not. 
I, he might suck as a coach. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't feed Mixon. He doesn't. They don't play defense. I don't know. BMAC, Nacho Fernandez asks, start Golden Tate against Arizona or DJ Chark against Cincinnati? Ooh. Man. I, I, uh, Chark has been balling. Man, Chark has been balling. And I really like, I really like Daniel Jones. Uh, not knowing the status of Sterling Shepard. Uh, you do get Ingram back, but Golden Tate, I'll say go with the more, you know, established guy. This will be Golden Tate, well, Golden Tate's second game back from suspension, correct? Yeah. And Gardner Minshew really loves DJ Chark playing against a team like you just talked about Cincinnati, how bad they are on both sides of the football. Uh, I think I'll go with DJ Chark. And, 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 uh, Patrick Peterson re- is returning this week. Right. So there's a good chance that Patrick Peterson may be following Golden Tate. Uh, he's the only quality wide receiver they have on that roster for Daniel Jones to play, uh, play with. So yeah, I, I go, go DJ Chart. I think Heath was about to agree emphatically and maybe even point out that William Jackson and Drake Kirkpatrick will be out this week. Yes, DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. I don't know if you saw me bobbing my head. I saw you bobbing your head, so I just don't did it. Sing it. Don't <laughs> sing it. Don't sing it. Um, all right, Heath. Uh, from Christian Bensfield, is it insane to start Darren Waller at tight end and flex Hunter Henry with the bye taking out Chris Godwin and Odell Beckham? It's not insane if you don't have any better running backs or wide receivers than Hunter Henry, and you very well might not. So, no, not at all. Sure. Uh, two more. BMAC. Dylan Hager asks, flex, full point PPR. You got to choose between Stefan Diggs against the Lions, Michael Gallup against the Eagles, or Josh Jacobs against, against Green Bay. He says he's leaning Jacobs. Yeah, I would lead Jacobs also. Um, John Gruden really loves running the football outside of Tyrell Williams. I know they traded for Zay Jones. You don't really have elite pass catchers in that offense. And one thing about running backs, especially Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's a three-down guy. He catches the ball well, and red zone opportunities he potentially will get. So, yeah, I'll go, I'll go running back when it comes to flex. Breaking Josh news. Jacobs. Breaking news, Will Brunson. Yes. I have made you a trade offer. Oh, good. What league? <laughs> it is our Fantasy Football Today League. That That's I, the one where I got uh, Saquon from uh, Adam Azer. And uh, my team is terrible. I'm 2-4. and four. I'm in a must-win this week, and I have both Mike Evans and Juju on a bye, so I just this, I can't do this. Okay. So I have offered you Mike Evans and Rashad Penny for your Malcolm Brown and T.Y. Hilton. Well, that's a great trade offer. Um, I'm going to accept that, I think. You have to. It's it, it's better to. for you. Your team is better. I've helped your chances of winning the championship. I'm just trying to keep my dream alive. Yeah, and, and you need T.Y. Hilton to play this week because you if you lose, you're probably toast. If I lose, uh, I'm toast, yes. Well, yeah, we're going to make that deal. So that's a good that's a good trade offer to make, though, because, like, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting there at uh, – I'm four and two. I'm in good shape. I am. I'm not. In, you know, I'm still. Golly, I'm playing Jack Caporta, who's who's uh, our producer for FFT, who's uh, is six and zero somehow. Um, so I need to keep winning. I'm not in the playoff race, but yeah, this is a good trade for both teams. All right, I'm gonna accept it right now. That's a, that's how you get trades done. That's how you get your. And I want you to know, I went through six leagues that we are in together before nothing, I found nothing, a league where something might work out. Okay, but you—I mean—you're not doing this just to do it on the podcast, right? No, I, I'm trying to get a win. 
Okay. All right. Um, I love how trades, why would that trade not automatically go? Oh, it did automatically go through. God, I love trades that go auto, automatically go through. Um, nice doing business with you, Heath. And plus, I got my Rashad Penny. I love Rashad Penny. Uh, okay, sorry if we didn't get to your question, but keep asking them on uh, iTunes and on the Facebook group, and we will answer them. Uh, BMAC, any thoughts before we get out of here and head to DFS? Uh, nope. I guess let's wait and see what happens uh, tonight's ball game with the Chiefs and uh, the Broncos, because I do have Tyreek Hill in one of my leagues, so hopefully he can start me off with a good bang getting ready for Sunday's <laughs> play. All right, sounds good to be back. Talk to you next week, buddy. Yes, sir. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, time to talk some daily fantasy. By the way, Heath, we don't ever talk about Showdown, but we probably should. Um, do you play showdowns on like, I, Thursday nights? There's a reason we don't talk about showdown, Will. Um, you don't, you don't I'm play them? Not a big fan of the showdown slates. It is so hard to win. Yeah. It's so hard to win. You have to like, you have to get the exact game script. Well, the problem is my brain is, I don't, I just don't think I'm creative enough for the showdown. Mm. Like I'm thinking too logically. And you need to be able to think like, what is the stupid thing that's going to happen that's going to set Twitter ablaze tonight and play mm-hmm. that guy. And then when he hits, you win money. I had, um, like I did the, I did the Lions Packers game and I had carry on Johnson as my captain and then Aaron Rodgers and all his receipt, Valdez Cantling, Geronimo Allison, um, Jimmy Graham. And I had Matt Prater too. The logic being, okay. The Lions are going to get up with a lead. Carrion's going to score for them. He's going to run the ball a bunch to salt the game away, and Aaron Rodgers got to throw the ball a ton. And that actually happened, and I still didn't even come close to winning. Because Marduk's body or like Geronimo Allison got knocked out. Jimmy Graham dropped a touchdown pass. Um, well, you was, didn't. You didn't play Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard and Jamal Williams. You had to play them. Like it's just it's impossible. Well, it's impossible. You're not creative enough either, is what it sounds like. No, yeah, I'm not. I always you need to get strong. a six pack in you before you start making any decisions at all. That's my life philosophy. <laughs> uh, your top quarterback this week, Kyler Murray. I love it. Just this keep... is on the main slate, by the way, the Sunday slate. So we don't count Monday, Sunday night, or uh, Thursday, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Um, why do you love Kyler Murray so much? I like his price point. He's a top three or four quarterback for me, just period, in this scoring format, four points for pass He's playing really well. And he's playing the New York Giants this week. And I yep. still don't think his defense can stop anyone. This is the uh, the shootout of the week. Daniel Jones would be my second favorite quarterback play. So I'll, I'll be playing a chunk of both these quarterbacks in what I expect to be a high-scoring game. 
Would you start Daniel Jones over Aaron Rodgers in, in regular fantasy? I would. Would you drop Aaron Rodgers for Daniel Jones? Probably not. Okay. But I, I can't get, like, distracted. again, it goes back to what, what I said earlier. If Daniel Jones is the, like, of those three quarterbacks I said, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, Cam Newton, if Daniel Jones is the only one available, probably not. If Allen and Cam Newton are both there as well, that tells me there's enough people letting quarterbacks sit on the waiver wire that I just might. I might try and trade Aaron Rodgers. I'm saying I hate myself for drafting. Have you noticed that there's more teams holding two quarterbacks this year? Yeah, it really is. It's because you know what it is. It's because when Big Ben went down um, and uh, Cam Newton got hurt, people panicked and they didn't want to be caught without two quarterbacks. Maybe. And so everybody's trying to and like guys were on buys and get hurt, and everybody wanted to everybody wanted to squat on those quarterbacks as they were scared, so they did that. Uh, would you? Hmm. Maybe I should. Yeah. Never mind. Carry on. Uh, I'm not gonna go through trade. I'm not playing uh, carry on this week. Carry on, Johnson. Uh, top top contrarian quarterback play. Of course, it's the mustache you'd wonder, right, Gardner Minshew? Yeah. I, I mean, I've got to be true to myself. He was last week, and it, he was awful. But this is a much better matchup against a bad, bad Bengals defense, who's now without their two best defensive backs. I expect Minshew and Chark to both go off in this game. I'm going to have a, have a bunch of both of them. Are you at all worried that Leonard, it'll be a Leonard Fournette game? Uh, he's my top running back play. That was going to be my segue because Leonard Fournette is <laughs> the Bengals give up like 30 more rushing yards than anybody else in football. Yeah, I, I think they'll all be good. Okay, so it's just a Jaguars party. Yes. Would you stack for net? Like, how could you not feel bad stacking Giants, Cardinals, and Jaguars in week seven of DFS? What could go wrong? Well, yeah, what could go wrong? They are, I guess, contrarians. Uh, Frank Gore, top running back contrarian play as well. I don't know about this one. Um, not that I, I don't know if it will be contrarian or not. And I don't know if they're up three scores in the third quarter if we don't see a, a Devin Singletary pop, but, Gore's been getting 15 to 20 touches every single week. The Dolphins are an absolute train wreck. Um, I I don't see how he doesn't get you 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Adrian Peterson got us there, right? Did right. Get us there? And Frank Close. Gore's been better than Adrian Peterson this year. Much for like two years. Yeah, much better. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, top wide receiver play is also in the Cincinnati uh, Jaguars. Over. It's going to be an over party, right? Uh, Tyler Boyd and then your top contrarian, DJ Chark. Man, if this game goes under 30, po- under 40 points, you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah. Well, third, no, 30, 30 would be okay. 31 would be okay. No, under 40 combined. No, that's not even a possibility. Let's not even talk about that. Uh, um, 40 is the over under. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, over. No, Tyler sure. Boyd's still like, it was a bad, he was my top wide receiver play last week. Uh, because his price was too low for the num- the volume he'd got. He had a bad game. His price dropped to 5,600. Wow. We're talking about a guy that's had double-digit targets in four out of six games. Yeah, that's tough not to play him there. I, I'm just going to play him. Are you, would you be worried about playing Chark and um, and Boyd on the same lineup? No. Okay. Like, just, like in case, like if the ja- I guess if the Jaguars are up, it's probably because they got Chark and then... And if the Jaguars are up, the Bengals will be throwing, and Boyd will be fine. Yeah, true. If the, if the Bengals are up, Chark will pile up points, too. Uh, tight end-wise, top tight end play, Austin Hooper. He's been really good this year. 
he's outscored every other tight end by 15 fantasy points this season. Did I say, okay, I saw that. I was like, am I, I was like, am I on the wrong page? It says Austin Hooper's the top tight end. Is that right? By 15 PPR fantasy points. That's crazy. And they're man. facing the Rams in a game that I think has an over under of like 54 now. And mm. he's not the highest priced tight end. It, uh, it was 54 and then the Rams traded for Jalen Ramsey and it actually went up to 54 and a half and it opened at 53. So yes. Um, and oddly enough, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is, this, I don't see how this game isn't a shootout. No. And I would assume it will be, I, like, I don't know much on ownership yet. These contrarian plays are a little bit of guessing. We get better information on that Saturday and Sunday. I would assume this game is the most common game stack. For sure. That's why I like the Giants-Cardinals game, too, because this game will be so common. Right. Uh, top contrarian tight, play, tight end play, Rhett Ellison. We're going to scratch that. Darren, Darren Fells. Darren Fells. Yes, it was Rhett Ellison, and then Evan Ingram got a full practice end, so we're going with another terrible tight end. Uh, <laughs> I anticipate Austin Hooper and Evan Ingram dominating the ownership for tight ends. So any sure. cheap tight end will be contrarian. We have seen at least 12.9 PPR points from Darren Fells in three of his last four games. Um, we had Evan Washburn on Fantasy Football Today on Monday, and he said that the Texans are talking about how they want to use their tight ends more. They want to spread the ball around more. I thought it would be Jordan Akins, and I ranked Jordan Akins higher for like three weeks in a row, and they keep throwing it to Darren Fells more. So I guess we'll just go with Fells. Fells just, he's just the end zone guy for, for Watson right now in the red zone. It just feels like when he gets in the red zone, he's looking for Fells because they're putting all that coverage on Hopkins and it's full, that's not really Fuller and, and, um, and Kenny Stills and Kike Kute's forte. So maybe Fells, he makes sense there. All right. Uh, any other, uh, any other plays you throw out for DFS that you're eyeing down? Well, we, we talked about Daniel Jones. I'm going to have a ton of Dalvin Cook again this week, obviously. I, I'm pretty much thinking you go expensive at running back, cheap at wide receiver. Um, I like going right back to Larry Fitzgerald. At, mm. Receiver looks an awful lot like it did last week. John Brown being the exception with that matchup against the Dolphins and a price tag below six thousand dollars. So I'll, I'll be going cheap at, at or cheap at receiver, high priced at running back. Yeah, I actually built a lineup that I was getting geeked up about. Um, it had like DK Metcalf, Darius Slayton, and DD Westbrook as my wide receivers, which is as, about as unsexy as you can get. But Metcalf isn't going to be the main target, I don't think, uh, in, in terms of, you know, they'll be focusing on Tyler Lockett, Darius Slayton. I mean, no one's talking about Darius Slayton, but he's, he's not going to draw Patrick Peterson. Uh, and D.D. Westbrook is maybe it's a reverse chart. My, my first lineup had Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, and Dalvin Cook, all three in it. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was. Hopefully it is. And it's, you've actually got that constructed. Yes. With some cheap, cheap wide receivers. Well, because Tyler Boyd and Larry Fitzgerald are priced like number threes. But you have Tyler Boyd and Larry Fitzgerald in there too? And Kyler Murray. Mm. And Austin Hooper. I might just copy that lineup. Um, and the Bills defense. Uh, <laughs> people might, they'll steal his lineup, people. It does or not do. have the Bills defense. You can't afford them this week. No, no, they're forty eight hundred bucks in no DraftKings. Fifty five on FanDuel, so good lord. All right. Uh let's get out of here. Oh, any beer? Beers? I have not had any new beers. Been drinking a lot of uh hazy little thing and it's, the uh oh, who is it that makes the Luau Crunkle? 
Oh, uh, uh, that's a great beer. It's a very good beer, and it was Bogo at Publix. Wait, the like the it has a little like Hawaiian mask on it. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, Avery. Avery makes it. The, the, nope, nope, different, different one then. What? Yeah, this the is not, definitely mask? not an Avery beer. Oh. Um. Okay. Well, Lyle Crunkle is it an IPA? Yes. I just found Lewis Crunkle. Uh, com- com- it comes in a can. It's a blue can. Yes. Is that Avery? I don't think it's Avery. With the Hawaiian mask on it. Yes. That's definitely an Avery beer. It's Leo K- Kipoloko? No. About that's good? not, that's not what I said. <laughs> um, Terrapin. It's a Terrapin beer. Oh, Crunkles. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lu- I don't actually hear anything you say. Luel um, Crunkle. Uh, oh, the, oh, okay. All right. In my defense, it's fairly close to the same. All right. Terrapin's really good. They're out of Athens. That's a good brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's very good. Okay. Bogo. Bogo. At Bogo Publix. beer? Yeah, at Publix. P- Publix has good. Bogo beer on pretty regular. Really? Yeah. We have a Publix here now. I'm going to have to go check it out. We got a, uh, a Wegmans here too as well. Never heard of Wegmans. Apparently, I do think Debo knows what Wegmans is, right? Yeah, it's very good. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, Heath, always a pleasure, buddy. Follow him on Twitter at Heath Cummings Sr. Make sure and uh, check out Fantasy Football today. Talk to you next week, pal. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.